All right, this week's music artist was uh, born in Chicago, Illinois, picked up the guitar at the tender age of just 10 years old. He has since grown into a world-class bluesman, an award-winning guitarist, singer, songwriter, and entertainer. He is a second-generation blues man that throughout his career certainly has carved his own path in the industry with an impressive body of work totaling 20 releases beginning in 1990 with his debut, The Next Generation, to his most recent release in 2022 titled Highs and Lows. And from it, you just heard the opening track. So excited, and I got to admit, I am so excited to welcome back Lincoln, Nebraska, this week's featured artist and Roof Recordings artist, Bernard Allison. Bernard, thanks for taking the time and joining me this afternoon here on Highway Blues. Well, thank you for having me. It's good to be back in the Lincoln area again. Uh, it's certainly been way too long, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was talking to Luther, as man, I, I had a picture taken with you. I think it might have been the last time you were in town. I couldn't remember when that was. It's been so long ago. Yeah, it's been, I, I can't remember either. I think the last time actually we played a festival um, as opposed to the zoo bar, you know. But as far as the zoo bar, I really can't remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know you've had a tight schedule getting to Langan. So tell me, are you uh, en route as we speak or have you already made yes, it we're, safely? We're en route to Lincoln now. <laughs> oh, so. man. Well, you we know, travel. we're... We're certainly looking forward to uh, getting you a safe and sound here in Lincoln, getting you settled in. And, man, we are ready to see you bring uh, the Zoo Bar stage to life again. Well, thank you so much. And for all our listeners, please come around. If you got a chance, come check us out. Say hello. Have a good time. So give us uh, the good news. We, I mentioned it, but we have been uh, waiting years to hear this. What is it that brings you back to Lincoln today? And it is, of course... Uh, the Zoo Bar. You're coming in to uh, do a live show with your band. Sounded like you uh, you're all together now. You had to stop in Omaha, and uh, is that is that correct? You got everybody together. You ready to do your yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. We just picked up our keyboard player, so he flew into Nashville. So we're gonna keep rolling. <laughs> well, we've got a lot of catching up to do, Bernard. We want to talk about your latest release, highs and lows. Talk about your tour and specifically your show tonight at the Zoo Bar. But I would like to first go back and uh, touch on the early, early days before we do. Uh, let's start with uh, what was it like growing up with one of the greatest blues talents of his time, your father, Luther Allison? Well, it was, uh, you know, I always knew that I pretty much wanted to do what he was doing once I got old enough, you know, obviously getting through schooling and all that. But we grew up in the household uh, with tons of music, not just blues, everything from gospel to funk to rock. So I just kind of sucked everything in to kind of create my style opposed to trying to be a duplicate of my father, per se. You know? uh, it sounds to me like, really, uh, that playing the guitar came you know, pretty easily for you at a very early age, didn't it? Yeah, I pretty much slowed all the records down <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> on the turntable and picked out all the notes. And, and then I, once I got comfortable with the notes, I sped it back up. And I can't read music, but I can pretty much find what I hear, you know, and play it. You know? So that's that's pretty much the beginning of me started playing, was just playing along with my dad's records. 
Well, you know, you can't uh, can't go wrong with uh, some of the great, greatest licks of the times, man. And what a great teacher he must have been. And to have him right there at, you know, hands reach anytime you needed him, man, that must have right. been a blessing. Right. But the thing is, you know, I played, I played almost three years before I actually let him know I was playing. So he had no idea that I was playing music. So I pretty much learned everything on my own. You know, I was reading about that, you know, almost self-taught, you would say, for the first three years. And, and then when you surprised him with uh, playing some of his music, it sounded like he was uh, blown away and uh, very proud. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he discovered it and he was actually it came home from off the road to record a live album in uh, Peoria, Illinois. So he's like, wow, if you're playing like that, you're going to come tonight and play with me on the record. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> so that was my first time actually on stage with him at age 12. Man, what an adrenaline rush that had to have been. And, and speaking of proud, man, you had to be standing up with that chest, chest buffed out, man. Oh, yeah. You know, it's it, it's kind of undescribable, you know, what we did once I became his band leader. Um, it's, it's you know to be up there with your father or be up there with a sibling it's this special feeling that comes across you know I spoke to uh, you know a handful of uh, great talent that had great uh, talented fathers and I remember speaking with Jimmy D. Lane uh, down in Wichita, Kansas uh, some years ago and as a, as a child he always remembered all the blues greats coming over to uh, jam with his father Jimmy Rogers he was most right. in, impacted by Howlin' Wolf. He's, he, he, I, I could see it in his eyes and in his voice, saying when he spoke, you listened to that man. I mean, you, you didn't test Howlin' Wolf. Exactly. You know. <laughs> you got any memories like that as a child? You know, maybe some of the, uh, some of the greats that you bumped into and uh, really was oh, normal, normal every day for I you. Kay always was coming through our house from, from Bobby Rush to Uncle Taylor. Lonnie Brooks, <laughs> you know, also was always some of the creators coming to see my father hanging out with my family. So I could, I listened to all the stories, the road stories they tell, and I'm like, wow, I, I really now I really want to do this so I can tell some stories. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, that is you know very impressive. You know, you do your first recording, your live stuff. Uh, with your father at 13 years old and also another great step as soon as you graduated from high school what 18 years old uh you uh, you joined uh, coco taylor uh exactly. asked to be your yeah. lead guitarist for her. right and like three days out of high school i got the call from coco ended up being her lead guitar player for like three years and um, learned a lot you know i credit Coco for my playing rhythm playing now because I you know I was taught how to back someone opposed to be the front man which is very important for me now so when I got in my dad's bed he saw the he couldn't believe how much I improved but it all comes from you know backing a female artist or a vocalist and not being that front person you know sure she gave me my share of soul and things, but it wasn't about me. It was all about Coco. And uh, if y'all just tuning in, we've got Bernard Allison live on the air here, and uh, he's going to be playing down at the Zoo Bar tonight. I believe it's an early show, isn't it? Six o'clock, you take stage? 
Yeah, I, I believe it's seven. Oh, it's seven o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, three years with Coco Taylor, but, you know, even though you were away from your father, you weren't that far away. You uh, you ended up going back, what was it, in 89 to France? I uh, did a yes. recording with him back then. Exactly, 1989, when I went to Paris, and basically to, to actually record another live album with him. And once we did that, he asked me to become his band leader, so I ended up staying, you know, band until I started my solo career. Well, you know, that's uh, to become his band leader and, and uh, you know, just be a big part of uh, uh, the rest of his life, that had to be pretty special as well. Exactly, exactly. You know, in 1990, didn't he just basically let you take his whole band and uh, do your uh, debut recording, uh, The Next Generation? Yeah. Isn't that how that came about? Exactly. That was my christmas present that year and he's like here's your present i'm like what's in this you know i was thinking it would be a guitar or something and he has me this envelope and i open it up with just a big note with a check inside said okay go do your first album use my band <laughs> studio book i'm like whoa, whoa okay <laughs> whoa. <laughs> you know so that's how that was my first release next generation like exactly 1990 Man, that, that had to be a time, 30 years ago. And and to think that you stepped into the studio, or at least the recording studio, for the first time, wasn't it? Well, actually, I had recorded a 45 in, in Holland prior to my next generation. So that was actually my first recording. Um, it's called uh, New Girl in Town, and the flip side was Young Boys too. So that was actually my first recording. And I believe that had to be probably 85 or so. I basically flew over to meet him. And he put me in the studio with his band once again, record the first 45. Man, I'm a, and that was an original? Was that your own writing yeah. back then? Yeah, in my own song, yes. How many copies do you think were available of that? I'm not sure, but I just had some friends bring me a couple copies of it, you know, so it was pretty impressive to see it after so many years, you know, but that, yeah, that was pretty much the, the beginning of it all. I'm surprised you don't have a copy of that frame somewhere, man. That would be a... Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to be searching for one of those. I mean, I had no idea that was even out there, and the availability is, I mean, it's probably just a dream to get one of those. Yeah, if you, if you kind of like Google it or something. You may find a copy of. They are they are floating around it was on the Encore label. So who was, was the band dad. then? I mean, uh, who did you have? Yeah, that was my that? dad's label. You know, when I first got to Europe, prior actually prior to me, uh, the Rusty years, he was on the Encore records out of Paris. So, well, I'm going down your discography, Bernard, and uh, I counted out a total of twenty CDs. You know, on Jazz House and. And Roof Records, and uh, you know, originally on Tel Deck, and uh, right. but uh, you are now a, a pretty solid Roof record, Records recording artist. And high and lows, man. Uh, tell us about putting that together because it come out in uh, what was that February of twenty two. We still dealing right. with the whole COVID nightmare. Um, how how did that come about? Was that a pretty good? Uh, pretty good piece of work for you getting all that together and making that happen well, like you mentioned it was all during the COVID and 
you know, we had the opportunity to uh, actually had offers to go back out on the road tour where I kind of, I was kind of a little bit uncomfortable with that being it so new, you know, uh, traveling back to Europe back and forth. So uh, we just kind of focused on making a record, but I didn't want to make the record about the COVID, about the pandemic. So I said, okay, here's a song. I wrote a song, Highs and Lows. So the highs is now we're back on the road again. The lows was definitely being not able to do what we love to do by traveling, you know. <clears throat> so I followed that up with So Excited. And once you listen to the lyrics, it's all about us being happy to be back on the road. So the high point for us is our career is back in motion. The low point was we had to sit around and do nothing, but we didn't do just anything. We started putting our heads together, sharing the ideas, and creating a, a nice, solid record. Not per se a guitar record. Good songs, good arrangements, good good players. And we got a lot of success from high school. Joe Gorn Strong, so I'm happy. You know, you... you titled that highs and lows and for some reason it made me think of chills and thrills it was the same kind of thing where there's positive and you know two different types of uh things going on there and you uh you brought them both to your uh release exactly exactly the play of words and you know we wasn't alone in that situation so everybody could really grasp to the the titles and say oh wow yeah we're at the high i've had the lows as well who's everyone well, we're sure glad those days are behind us, and hopefully we won't see anything that resembles that again. I, exactly. I talked to, to many, many artists uh, during that time, and uh, some of them were happy to get the time off and, uh, you know, catch up on uh, family time and, and just sit back and do some serious writing. Others, man, it was just uh, just overwhelming not being able to work for them. Exactly. Yeah, every, it kind of affected everybody a little bit. You know, a lot of my musician friends, but you know, the majority of them, like for us, we actually needed to break. <laughs> you know, because we were we were running off of our Songs of the Road album, and um, since Let It Go until uh, Songs of the Road, we were on the road and actually headed back to Europe to do the second half of our tour, and then the COVID hit. So it's like, okay, well we got time to get off like you mentioned before and spend some time with our families and like still write music you know Maybe. and songs from the road man that thing that won some awards didn't it some big time awards yeah we won the independent blues awards for best live album and then i won the same year best male artist independent you know so it was you know the, the songs on the road is basically a combination of uh, the roof recordings that I had, um, he does it with every artist after every three records, and you play the, those songs live. And we, we had a great time recording them, changed up some arrangements from the studio version. So, and it did well for it. It represents who we are. I, I love that uh, what he, what Thomas Riff does as well with the caravan. And uh, right. I've got a, I've got a release of yours with you on there. And uh, who are the other two? Uh, Vi um, yeah, with Mike Zito and uh, Bonja Sky. Yeah, Bonja Sky. Man, that girl can sing, can she? Yeah, I, I hear she's coming to the States for the first time well, in a couple months. So, But yeah, she's doing good. I, I actually saw 
she just released a new album. I, I think you can just order it right now, but it, it should be coming out next month. So, um, you know, she's really found her way how to, you know, produce and present her music. Has a nice band going on, so I'm proud of her. Well, it, you've just been, uh, once you come out of hibernation from COVID, you uh, certainly made your mark right out of the gates. And, uh, man, we are so glad to see you back to Lincoln. That's the reason I got you on, man. We want everybody to know you're going to be taking stage tonight, and uh, you're going to you're gonna bring back the good time blues that we remember you playing. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate it, uh, the chat. And like I say, for the listeners, come on down, check us out, have some fun with us. It's been a while. It has been a while. So uh, anyone who may not have seen you live, what kind of a show can they expect from you and your band? Um, we're going to do some old, some new. It's going to keep it moving. We're not like a band that you just sit back like you're at the cinema. You feel like shaking your butt, get on the dance floor, and we're going to do that too with you. <laughs> you know, so it's all about fun. We're, we play for our, for the people. We play from our heart, so... I don't write a set list. I just turn around and say, this is what we got to play. <laughs> Follow me, you know. Yeah, I like that. You know, you a lot of artists, they, they live by that set list. They make it maybe a different one every every show. And, uh, man, they pretty much live by it. But, man, uh, an artist that can feel get the energy from, uh, from their audience and the crowd, uh, you can play anything. Whatever you think is going to work, you make it happen. Right. And, and you know, that's the crowd participation it's like okay what are they gonna do next or what can't they do <laughs> you know <laughs> and half the time i don't know what i'm gonna do either so i'm vibing off of the people well man it's it's exciting i got my ticket i'm ready to go on down there and see you tonight as you said man it's been way too long good to have you back hey before i let you go bernard uh Tell everyone where they can go and maybe uh, learn more about you and your band. Check out the music that's available. Well, you can you can go to my website, www.com, Bernard Allison. Uh, we have the Bernard Allison Facebook fan page. Uh, you can go to, the, go to the website, and there's links to everything else from the YouTube to Spotify. So check us out. There's a lot of music out there. Well, I was going to uh, play the title track to close this set off, close your feature, but I don't know what it is about this particular track. I decided to play it instead to close, and, uh, you know, uh, it's called Satisfy Her Need. Right on. That is a, a great track off of this great CD. So uh, thanks again, Bernard. We'll see you later tonight. All right. Thank you. You bet. Bye. All right. All right, everybody, uh, Bernard Allison taking stage tonight. He says it's 7, but I'm, I, yeah, I'd almost bet it's at 6, but time shall tell. But uh, we're going to close uh, uh, close this feature spot with, uh, as you heard, uh, a track from his uh, latest release. We're going to play Satisfy Her Needs right here on Highway Blues. <laughs> 